Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lifted Logic, a uh, podcast presented by Custom Offsets. Uh, whether this is your first time tuning in or you're a returning uh, listener, thank you so much for your support. Uh, today, we're back in the studio again, and we are joined with the one and only Josh from Trailbuilt. Hey, what's going on, guys? Josh from Trailbuilt here. There it is. Thanks for joining <laughs> us, Josh. Absolutely, man. Pleasure having you. Pleasure having me here, having you there. Something like it's that. A, it's, a ple- <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Cool. Absolutely. Um, so whether you're a new listener or um, or if you've been here for a long time, excuse me, if you are a new listener, you may be wondering just exactly what Lifted Logic is. So Lifted Logic is a podcast that's presented by Custom Offsets. Uh, holy cow, my uh, iPad is just blowing up with notifications right now. Oh, fine. Um but it's a podcast presented by CO. Uh, we do all things custom offsets related here. So we talk about industry um, trends, uh, industry insights. Uh, we do events. We pretty much cover it all. So it's uh, it's pretty neat. Today is episode number five hmm. in the Lifted Logic number podcast. Five. All right. So uh, remember, for all your wheelchair and suspension needs, custom ooh, custom offsets is a place to be. Um, I have a bit in here about the giveaway, but this is posting after the giveaway is dead, right? Oh, no, the giveaway will still be going on because this goes up on Saturday. Uh, so, yeah, if you haven't uh, haven't heard about it yet, and I'm not sure how you haven't, um, unless you live under a rock, but we're doing a full build giveaway. So that includes uh, BDS suspension, Archon wheels, Fury tires, black label lighting is kicking in some stuff with, um, with some rock lights. And if you want to drive up to Wisconsin, Offset's Garage will do the labor for the install. Um, to do that, it's really simple. All you got to do is head over to customoffsets.com forward slash giveaway, or you can click on the little link right here. Um, but you got to hurry. This giveaway ends Monday, February 24th at 11 a.m. So you don't have a lot of time left. Uh, by the time this posts, you'll only have a couple of days. So make sure you get your hoodie today, get entered to win. And yeah, um, with that, let's get into it. So as I said, uh, today's episode five of Lifted Logic, and again I'm joined by uh, Josh Shimansky. Is how you say your that last name, right? That is pretty close. Is it's it Shimansky? Like Shy a shy man who man likes to ski. ski. I went skiing twice. Or better known as the Josh from Trailbuilt. Josh from Trailbuilt. That's works the man. just fine. Um, so yeah, today's episode is going to really be around you and Trailbuilt. Mm-hmm. So just a quick itinerary for you. Um, I want to touch base with kind of you and how you got started into like the off-road stuff. Sure. Um, and then from there, I want to transition into how you got to be in Trail Built and how Trail Built was started and some of that stuff. Right. And then uh, after that, I want to talk about your favorite off-roading memory. Hmm. Okay. So just start processing that, you know, start kicking that around a little bit. Um, and then uh, right before we wrap it up, we'll do Wheel of the Week. Um, and we'll have one question from the YouTube audience for an Ask Us Anything. So, yeah. Any, no, any sounds great. Yeah. No. Um, that's so, going to be interesting to think about my favorite <laughs> wheeling memory because, I mean, there's a lot. Sure, sure. You know, so. we'll, we'll cross that bridge when you yeah, get there. Right, right. So now comes the fun part where I stop talking and mm-hmm. you start talking. <laughs> so, cool. So, I mean, tell us who for, who Josh from Trailwilt is. So I've been off-roading for probably a good amount of 17, 18 years, um, but the passion has always been there since I was a little kid. Sure. In fact, uh, we used to drive by this restaurant. There used to be an old CJ sitting in the back. I always like had this thing where I wanted to get it, wanted to get it. Sure. Thought it was the coolest thing. And actually the first Jeep I've ever drove, the first vehicle that I've ever drove was a Jeep. Okay. Um, manual transmission, 33 inch tires. <laughs> it was my uncle's, it was old CJ seven. So, 
Um, I was like 14 or maybe even younger than that. And those were, I think those are four speeds back in the day, right? Or is that a five speed then? You know, it could have even been a three speed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, we're talking years. It wasn't years on ago. the column though, was it? No. All right. No, all right. So yeah. we made a little bit of positive yeah. movement there. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, you know, kind of initiated my whole, you know, want for a Jeep. And then, um, I was 12 when I got my first subscription to Peterson's four wheel and off-road magazine. And it just, it was always a passion ever since. And, um, you know, couldn't wait to just get my own vehicle. And, you know, at that point where you could afford to, you know, buy your own vehicle. Sure. And so my first, first off-road vehicle was a 1988 Chevy K5 Blazer. Oh yeah. Yep. Short little wheelbase. Yep. Yeah. It just yep. had 33s on it and nothing too spectacular or anything, but it was, it was a clean build with a Chevy 350 in it. And sure. it, uh, had 33 inch tires. And, you know, we used to just take that thing down <laughs> dirt roads and stuff, you know, cause we really didn't, didn't have a whole lot of places to go. Right. Right. You and know. how old are you at this point buying that, that K5? There I was 18. That's yeah. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. So that was practically a new vehicle back then. But yeah, but yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not going to say, it cause I don't want to eat myself. That's exactly much. what I was getting at. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it all started, uh, you know, way back when I was a teenager and then it's just, it, that, you know, once you get that bug, it just never goes away. Sure. So an off-roading school, because, you know, you can do a lot more than what you can on the road because, yeah. you know, you get a sports car, you get a fast car and, you know, there's a lot more chances of getting pulled over and, you know, correct. We like to screw around. Right? <laughs> and that's what it's all about. You get these high performance cars and we want to go screw around. Well, yep. you, know, you can do that at a, at a track with a, with a go fast car. Right. Or you can build yourself an off-road vehicle. And then just go wherever you want and go piss pound the crap out of it, <laughs> you know, and have fun and not have to worry about getting in trouble and all that good stuff. So that was a big draw uh, for me anyways for off-roading. And, you know, not only that, but all the other people that are involved with the off-road industry are sure, all sure. pretty cool. And, you know, the camaraderie is definitely, um, I don't know if it's, you know, if there's anything better out there, but maybe. But uh, I think the off-road industry and the community is just super awesome. Sure. Um, so that always makes it you know, wanting to come back for more. So yeah, it's that, that sense of, excuse me, that sense of belonging, Mm -hmm. you know, and that, that having friends that you can do those things with is super cool. Well, yeah. And having a bunch of like-minded, crazy (laughs) MFers, guys that like to drink beer and take trucks over, uh, over mud holes. huh? Well, I mean, there's, you know, there's that segment too, which I have been a part of that plenty of times, but no, uh, never. No, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that's another good thing about off-roading is you can just go out and have fun and correct tear your shit up and yep. at the end of the night if you didn't break anything it was a good day yeah exactly so it doesn't matter how many times you get stuck because somebody will always pull you out yeah yeah and even too if you do break something you're still having fun anyways yeah. well it's all in the sport right i mean that's mm-hmm. what you do is you you break it and then you you build it and then yeah. you run it and yeah. then you break it again and it's just the cycle just yep. repeats you, you know buy, it's, buy a stock vehicle or buy a you know halfway maybe built rig and then you go out and you you piss pound that for a couple of years, <laughs> you know, and then you break sure. something or you just find the weak spots and then you, you upgrade that yep. weak spot and then all of a sudden something else breaks. So you, it's just a constant revolution of building, breaking, fixing, repeat. repeat. <laughs> yep, exactly. So it's so a lot of fun. Tell us about, tell us some of the off-road rigs that you've had over the years. Cause, and I don't, let me preface this by saying that before I started here that you and I really had never met before. Mm-hmm. So from <clears> what <throat> I understand and what I've been told is you've had a, quite the selection of, of off-road vehicles over the years. So tell us about some of those, you know, tell us um, kind of which ones you like, which ones you don't like, et cetera. Yeah. And it hasn't been too extravagant with the off-road vehicles. I mean, I've had a lot of vehicles, I don't know, 30, 40 plus probably. Holy cow. Okay. But 
that's a combination of cars and trucks. Sure, and sure, sure, sure. 66 Chevy and uh, Ooh. Uh, that was a stepside. That was actually my very first vehicle. It was a 66 Chevy. I bought 66 it when I was, Chevy yeah. stepside. Yeah, I bought it when I was 14. I worked the entire summer. I didn't uh-huh. get paid. Um, I worked just to buy that truck, and uh, it had a Chevy 350 in it, and then we put an Elbrock intake on it and a Holley 600 and, you know, spiced it up a little yep, bit. And yep, yep. I went out and, you know, beat that thing up for about six months and hit a curb and bent the frame. <laughs> and so pulled the engine, put that in a 68 Chevy Nova. And, uh, and anyway, so going off on a tangent, but uh, coming back to the off-road vehicles, you know, I had that 88 Chevy K5 and then that lasted for a few years. And then it started, the engine started going out on me. So I just, I dumped it off and then after that, I bought, oh, it was, um, that was a 90, 94 Grand Cherokee ZJ. Ooh, okay. Yeah, just stock, plain J, and paid 600 bucks for the thing, you know, and I really wasn't intending on building it, <laughs> but again, you know, you go out with some buddies, and you yep, know, off-road yep. it. Somebody and, convinces you to take mm-hmm. it over the back 40. Exactly. And, yep. yep. And then, so, started building on that one, put a three and a half inch lift in it at the time, and... Uh, some 32-inch uh, TSL uh, TSLs on it. They weren't boggers, just regular TSLs. Sure. And then I ended up putting a winch on the front and a bumper and, you know, the rear recovery bumper and everything and uh, ended up just uh, running that one for a few years and to the point where the unibody, because it's, it's all unibody on those, and yep. the unibody started flexing to the point where, <laughs> you know, the doors weren't closing and the hatch, you, hatch you had to you know, pretty much kicked to get give her a little shot. persuasion to get the latch yeah. to close. Yeah. Right. So then it was like, <laughs> all right, well, uh, I need to move on from this one. So I ended up selling that one off. And then I knew at that time, it's like, all right, well, I got to get something that's going to hold up to the off-road abuse. And sure. wasn't really sure what I wanted and started looking around and, um, ended up, I seen a, um, it was a music video, a Rodney Atkins music okay. video is like going through hell or, uh, one of those music videos. And I seen a uh, scout, Yep. on there and I was like oh what is that you know I was like wow I'm like that thing is freaking sweet yep so I did some more research on it and uh well I ended up talking to my my buddy Brent um also Brent from Trailbuild. Brent from Trailbuild. <laughs> yeah and uh he just happened to know a local guy here that had one for sale sure and so we went and checked it out and it was pretty cool it was uh halfway built the body was pretty decent on it it's actually really clean it was a Reno Nevada scout oh okay yeah. sure so he had the guy I bought it from had brought it up here from Reno. And so the body was just super clean on it. So at the time it just had a four inch lift. It had 35 inch boggers. Um, and it had these like super wide 15 by tens, weld aluminum racing <laughs> rims. Or, I don't know. Just something like big that. boys. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was kind of goofy, but, um, super wide boggers too. And, uh, had a full roll cage in it and had a 392 in it international, um, an so, international 392. Now there's an engine you don't see a lot of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was, uh, they did offer them in some of the pickup trucks. If I'm remembering correctly, uh, never in a scout scout. The biggest one they went up to was a 345. Okay. Which and is still no slouch for that's that scout can't weigh that much. Yeah, I think the engine weighs just as much as that's the what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah there, there's not a lot to them. So then to, right. to stuff, a uh, pretty moderately sized V8 under the hood right. is, is no joke. Yeah. Yeah, and they had plenty of room for them. Um, yeah, the, the engine bay is yeah tw- twice the size of this table. It's yeah. gigantic, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it's neat too with the scouts. The hood flips up in reverse. So oh, really? It's, I it's didn't know that. Like inverted, so you know you got plenty of room to just dive in there and and get this stuff too. Sure. And um, 
so yeah, so I ended up picking that up, and actually, that's what I've been running since 2008. You've had the so. Scout for 12 years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. It's always remarkable to me to... I watched some of the videos from, I think from Jeep camp this year. Oh, sure. And a lot of these guys are out there in, in newer Jeeps and stuff like that. And then there's one video distinctively I always remember, and it's a view. It, Brady must have been up on top of the hill, and there's this, like, this this cavern of snow in the middle. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that there's, there's a groove war in there from where people have wheeled through it. And I remember watching one guy kind of putts to get up, and he, he managed to get out of it. And then here comes Josh, just matted the throttle wide open down through this down through yeah. this um this ravine and just the scouts just chewing away as you climb up the top of this hill so yeah that was fun it's a neat little neat little rig because you don't see a lot of them no you know no and there's a there's a handful out there yeah you know obviously on a few different scout pages and international pages and you still see them out there which is pretty cool yeah which you know makes it it makes me feel like I shouldn't be really beating the crap out of this thing because <laughs> there's not a whole lot out there. But yep, on the yep. other hand, I mean, it just takes it, you know, and the body work, I know it needs some body work and, you know, it's, I don't think that it'll ever go away, but right. you know, that's something that I'll eventually do myself and learn how to do body work. I've done a little bit before, but sure. Um, you know, with, with that said, you got to expect that anyways. But yeah, you don't see a whole lot of scouts. Correct. Yeah, and especially of a of a rig of that vintage, you know, like to say it has some rust, especially being a Wisconsin truck the last twelve years. Yeah, I don't think you can really be upset about that. You know? Yeah, and I don't try to drive it into you know in the winter very much at all. And right. this year, you know, because of trail build, I've been taking it pretty much all over the place. And <laughs> it's like every time I get done wheeling, I go right to the car wash. You know, or bring it here at work, and I spray the whole wash it off and get it all cleaned and, up. Yeah, yeah, try to get exactly. all the yeah all the salt off of it and everything but for sure but yeah no it's uh it's been a fun rig you know it started with the dana 44 axles which were uh factory axles and then uh the 35s and a four inch lift and um i didn't put too much more of a lift on it but i did redo the the whole front suspension on it to the shackle reversal and i did a dana 60 front axle on it did a pinion uh cut and turn to get the pinion angle right up to the transfer case and uh put some 39 inch bfgs on it just recently and uh it still has i mean it has a 392 in it but it's a second 392 in there <laughs> sure, uh, second sure. transmission yeah or third i i think it's a third one actually. after a while you lose count yeah <laughs> second or third transfer case and yeah yeah so it's it's been quite the uh quite the project over the years yeah absolutely mm-hmm. let's uh let's change gears a little bit let's talk about trail built sure Ta- tell me about how trail built came to be and how how you guys decided to start this you know tell me because uh, trail Built is, for those of you that don't know trail built is a very new, i would say new company mm-hmm. you know so kind of take us through the the thought process of when did we decide we wanted to do it and then how did you get involved and what were the kind of the early days like well it originally when it came to my attention brent was already working here in offset's garage okay and he had his 90-day review with Sean um, Chartier, who is the owner of Custom Offsets and yep. um, Offsets Garage. And so Brent went to or went with Sean to their 90-day lunch that Sean does with all the new employees. Did they go for a Lambo ride? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, when you work at, at EE, um, I, 
on your 90 day, uh, Sean usually takes you for a ride in the Lamborghini, which is pretty cool if you ask me. Yeah, he does that with all of the new employees after 90 days. Yep. Jumps in the Lambo, takes them somewhere close by. Yep, go and get some lunch. Yep. Yep. And one of his big questions that he always asks everybody is, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. And Brent's like, well, I want to own an off-road company. And so Sean said, okay, let's do it. And Brent's like, all right. And Sean said, hire all of your buddies. Yep. So then Brent came to me and said. So Brent hired the one friend that he had. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Brent is a great guy. Yeah. Brent and I have been yeah, pretty much best friends for, I don't know. Oh, it's almost 20 years. Careful. You'll age yourself. Yeah, 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Two, yeah. Well, 15 years. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So, and my background has all been sales and marketing for actually since um, I'm going on my 19th year or something like that. Sure. Sales and marketing started when I was 21, and you know I've done a bunch of different Careful stuff over again. the years. You're gonna age yourself, Josh. <laughs> Josh is Josh is 22 with a couple years of experience. That's right, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, my my years go down. Yeah, the there we I go. Get. There we go. <laughs> so, yeah. so Brent decided that he would hire or decided that they wanted to hire you. What? So, yes, and um, in that time period, which was. A year ago, almost a year ago, a year ago exactly to the day. Um, today is February twentieth. Yeah, yeah. So it was almost a year ago to the day that Brent had approached me and asked, you know, do you want to be part of a, a off-road company that we want to start within sure. custom offsets? And I was like, Nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. And I'll the pass. only reason I said that originally was because I had just started a new. Um, actually a new career in um, being an independent business owner with energy savings products. Okay. Like LED lights and solar and, you know, yeah, that's yep. where I seen a big trend <clears throat> moving towards. So I literally had just started this a month before. Okay. And uh, we were just getting things going with that. And it's like, okay, the timing just isn't It's there. just not right. Yeah. yeah. And so then a few more beers later, <laughs> as all good Wisconsin decisions are made over beer. We covered that a yeah. couple episodes ago, right, Zach? I think we discussed that. And uh, yeah, every story yeah. I have with guys uh, getting started usually revolves around a few beers later. <laughs> we were sitting around in the garage yep, talking about the opportunity. You know, we had already talked about having an off-road company sure. um, years before and over the years. And, right. you know, so we're sitting around, we're having a little powwow and drinking some beers in Brent's garage and, yep. you know, he started explaining some of the, um, you know, what we would be doing and sort of some of the background behind the position. And it was kind of interesting how the business model worked is, you know, we would run trail built, um, which at that time, obviously we didn't have a name or anything for it, but we would run it. And, uh, you know, Sean would basically be our investor. So he could front the capital for us to continue, you know, building trail built, um, which was a huge um, opportunity right. for us because if anybody's ever started their own business, they know it, it takes is a lot of liquid capital to make it happen. Exactly, yeah. absolutely, super expensive. And there's, you know, the funding and you know gaining the capital and going through angel investors and you know all of these different things. And so to hear that, you know, that okay, we were going to get the the funding up front. Um, you know, obviously trail built has to pay that all back and everything. It's right. not like he, this isn't just given, but, uh, <laughs> you know, um, we do have to be successful and, uh, and it's getting there. But when Brent said that, then I was all ears. I'm like, well, 
you know, this could be a really great opportunity. And, you know, we had seen the trends coming back for the off-road industry. Right. Um, it had died down there when we had the recession back in 2008, 2009, and it sort of fell off. And in Wisconsin, we lost one of our big off-roading areas that we go to. So it really died off. In sure. fact, I kind of just stopped off-roading for a few years. Um, so what did you do, was, take the scout to get Sunday chicken dinner or what? We took it to the beach. <laughs> uh, we took it fishing with my three boys, and we did just – you know, things like that. Sure. It's, it's a convertible too. Yeah. So we mostly drive around in the summer and sure. Take the top down and just yep. go for a cruise yeah. over the, take over the, the boys summertime. to the beach and <laughs> go fishing and, you know, yeah. just do some exploration type adventures. And it was pretty sure. awesome. Sure. Um, so then after Brent and I had that discussion, that powwow, the next step was we met with Sean here, um, at the office and sat down. We, we, you know, laid out a bunch of more details and specifics and direction of, you know, where we could see sure. um, the business going, the off-road business going. And, um, you know, from there it was, okay, now make the decision. Is this the route, you know, I want to go. Right. And, you know, it was like, it was too good to pass up. It was, it was really at that point, there's Brent right I there. I just, just saw, yeah. Poking it, his head in the what's window. What's ironic is every, <laughs> if you go back and watch or listen to every podcast we've ever done, Every podcast, somebody creeps through the window every time. What are they doing in there? Every single time. So, I mean, that's par for the course. I saw him in, in the reflection, actually. That, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the devil, as we're talking about him. Correct, yeah. He's probably got the microphone on me or something. Maybe. Who, maybe you're going? bugged. What's Josh from Trail Built doing? <laughs> so you met with Sean. You you guys kind of laid the groundwork for, for where you were going. Mm-hmm. So then how do you go from this is an idea to... I'm quitting this business. I just started and now I'm starting here. Right. You know? So, yeah, after I had, uh, you know, a coming to Jesus, I would call it, with my wife. Yeah. And our direction on where we wanted to go, you know, not only as a business, but personally and sure. financially. And, um, you know, decided that yeah, after weighing the pros and cons, we, you know, we were going to go full we're going to go full speed with this. Yep. You're so, going to jump in with both feet. Yeah, exactly. So then after that meeting with Sean, it was another, um, it was another, another, what we did then is, um, let Sean know that I'm all in, um, you know, that I'll, I'll sell off the other stuff from the other business and everything. And, um, you know, make that transition. Well, the sure. next step before it was a hundred percent complete done deal was coming here, which was really cool. Uh, we came here for, or I came here for what would be an interview day. Right. So you spend the day with everybody, you know, at custom offsets, Pittman <laughs> Industries, yep. you know, the other divisions that we have here, and you just get to know everybody. And then you go play. We played soccer that day. You played soccer. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm actually, I was playing soccer every single week. Were you? Yeah. But then I pulled my hamstring. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna. You should do yoga with me, Josh. You would love yoga. Uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> I have done yoga a few times and yep. it was pretty cool. Yep. And it was actually the first time I ever did it is because sure. they offer it here too. Yep. Um, besides soccer, you could do yoga and it wasn't bad. It was actually oh, awesome. quite strenuous and uh, it was, it was pretty cool. I, yep. I enjoyed it. And uh, with trail built, it's been so busy though. It's like, <laughs> until I know we're a hundred percent profitable and Correct. We're, you know, we're, we're, we have all our processes and standards in place. Then I'll, yep. I'll relax a little bit and go back to, either doing yoga or playing soccer. Again, so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah that after that, that interview day, you know, it was, uh, it was, you know, a, a team decision to, 
are we going to hire Josh on? Right. right. Do we see Josh here as a culture fit? Because it's very important for us as a as a company, as an organization, to be with like-minded individuals. Right. You know, even though I understand, you know, you have the show trucks and you have the cars and everybody's an automotive enthusiast in one way or another. Correct. So, you know, they wanted to make sure that I would also fit into the organization as yeah. a culture fit. And, of course, that's that's easy enough. Yep. So at the end of the day, I was like, all right, let's do it. You're in. Yep. So let's jump into the next topic here, Josh. Let's talk about your favorite off-roading memory. The first one that comes to mind to you as far as when I when I ask you, tell me if you could sum up your favorite time you were ever wheeling and in the back country or doing sure. what it is that you do, tell me what it is. Yeah, it's kind of funny because we actually didn't do a whole lot of off-roading this particular day, but it was one of my favorite times ever going sure. off-roading. And to preface this um, series of events, I'll call it. <laughs> yep. Um, it, it started at midnight the night before we were to leave. Buckle on... up, children. It's about to get wild. <laughs> when you start a story by saying, listen, let me preface this by going back 12 hours, it's going to yeah. get wild. <laughs> so um, it was the night before we're about to leave on this off-roading trip to yep. the place that we used to go off-roading. And I could not get my trailer lights to work properly. Okay. Um, I had an issue with the switch and it was just, it was tracking down, you know, diagnosing every wire and tracing wires, trying to see if something's smashed. Right. Yep. So I called Brent. I'm like, Hey, I'm like, I can't get my trailer lights working. Like I've tried everything. I've cut the plug off. I rewired it. And it's just, it's not like, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. Sure. Not a whole lot of resources at 11 midnight midnight yeah, or 11 o'clock at night. He's like, Oh, he's like, uh, I just took my son to the ER. He's not feeling good. He's got a high temperature. And he's like, but when I get back, I'll help you out. <laughs> <laughs> if that's, that's gotta be the most, the most, like the one thing that you could sum up about Brent, like knowing Brent personally is like, mm-hmm. yeah, my, my kid just went to the ER. He's really not feeling good. And we're a little worried, but as soon as I get back, I got, I got some stuff I'll help you with. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and he's always been like that. Yeah, correct. Yeah. It's always been that way where it's like, you know, okay, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do all this, but when I run into a point where I just stuck, I just call Brent. Call and Brent. Yeah, he'll be like, hey, well, just do this, and it's like, oh, yeah, why didn't I think of that? So, um, but yeah, he, his son was fine. Okay, um, well, that's so good. He just had a high temperature, <laughs> and um, they just put him on, you know, some some fluids and everything, and he was fine. Yeah. Um, so he was going strong already the next day, but uh, he came over and um, he had a tester, he mm-hmm. had a trailer plug tester, which I did not. And so we, we plugged that in and we figured out exactly what was going on. Sure. Fixed it in probably less than 10 minutes and went to bed and got up four hours later to hit the road. <laughs> and uh, we were on our way to up north, which in Wisconsin here up north is, you know, a couple hours away. Anything north, north of Highway 29. <laughs> yep, north of 29. That's right. Um, so we got to, it, it was like an off-road park, but it was basically a big campground with a bunch of acres. Um you know, behind the campground and I uh, had some rocks and hills and some steep climbs and sure. some mud and ponds. And so there's a lot of pretty cool stuff to play on. But so we get there, we get unloaded, we get set up and maybe about an after, probably an hour after, you know, getting set up, we jump in the rigs and I jump in the, I think I had the Grand Cherokee actually at the time. Sure. Yeah. Jump in there and uh, Brent jumps in his buggy and we go hit the trails and it was probably maybe an hour into wheeling and I think Brent I don't know if he hit a tree or I don't remember if that was the time that he hit a tree but also 
fun fact, Brent hits trees. I don't know He's why. He's just like he naturally just, drawn to them or what? I, must be. Yeah, <laughs> like three trees. And That's funny. One time he was just parking. So he's he's pulling up to this parking spot and he was looking over to his left and just smoked a tree yeah, on the smoked right. Smoked a tree. So <laughs> I think this was the time that he did that. So yeah, he was pretty much out done wheeling. Right. So um, not significant damage, but enough to... I think maybe a, one of the least spring hangers broke off oh, or something sure. enough like to that. put him so, out of commission. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least get back to camp, you know, do some trail repairs and welding the right. spring hanger back on or whatever it was. I think it maybe actually was the steering. Um, so we got back to camp and it cracked a cold one. And <laughs> well, I think that was about noon. Oh Lord. That was <laughs> probably 12 hours of that. Yep. yep. <laughs> so, yeah. You have the best was, of intentions to fix a, it and go back out. Memorable wheeling event. It was a lot of fun. Uh, of course we got the rigs fixed and went back out the next day. All sure. You know, hung over and everything, but it was a good trip. It was a really good weekend and it, it started off kind of crazy and it just never stopped. It the just, whole weekend the whole was thing just was nuts. crazy. Yep. And, you know, sleeping, I had excursion at the time, sleeping in the back of the excursion, and <laughs> building a big bonfire. And then we had the, the, the camp owner, the campground owner coming around in his little golf golf cart telling everybody that there's a tornado coming. And <laughs> that was that night. And we're all like, was there, was there actually a tornado coming? I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let's have a conversation. So you've been, you've been day drinking since noon, essentially. Yeah. You had a big bonfire and now there was a tornado coming. Yeah. Yeah, this story just keeps getting better. Yeah, we just kept telling the guy to dig a hole because oh. that's, that's what you did. You just yelled, "Dig a hole!" and you know, oh, spin Lord. the tires and dig a hole. And I don't think he liked that very much. But anyways, we didn't get hit by a tornado, so it was all fine. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you tried to just like slide that little bit in at the end. Like, yeah, it was no big deal. He just, you know, he just drove around and told us there was going to be a tornado. And it's like, hold, pump the brakes. Yep. Was there actually a tornado? No, it's fine. Don't yeah, worry about no it. No evacuations. <laughs> no, just, you know, hey, heads up. There might be a tornado coming. Oh, so Lord. Like, yeah. So that was a very memorable weekend off-roading trip sure. for us. And there's been a lot of other, obviously, memorable off-roading times. But that one really stands out. Sure. That was the, that was the pinnacle, I think, of them all. Yeah, it's all about those craziness. Those memories that you make and the mm-hmm. uh, um, the, the things that you do with, with uh, people together. Yeah. So. yeah, it's a pretty good time. I got to be careful I, I, when I unlock my iPad. People, uh, people are like, "Oh, now everyone knows your iPad code." It's like surprise, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump into the next bit. Um, next bit here is what we call the wheel of the week. Mm. So um, for those of you that don't know what the wheel of the week is, I ask our guest uh, somewhere between twelve and thirty-six hours before um, before we film the podcast what they feel that either the most underrated wheel of 2020 is or what they feel that the, the underappreciated wheel of 2020, you know, just to get a, a feel for kind of what their individual taste is. The sure. idea is to bring some light to wheels that maybe people aren't necessarily familiar with. So this week you picked the method 700 series. Yes. Um, and I don't know if that outlines, I specifically wrote up on the 704, mm-hmm. but I don't know if there's other methods in that series as well. Yeah. It started with the MR 701. Okay. Because, the reason I brought them up is the method has, well, preface this as well. We were just out in California for the King of the King Hammers. Of the Hammers. Yep. 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 We actually talked last week. Uh, we had Fuller on. Uh, mm-hmm. Excuse me. My voice just cracked. That was terrible. Oh, my gosh. But uh, <laughs> last week we had Fuller on, and, and Fuller um, and I talked about King of Hammers and kind of the, the neatness of the uh, essentially the toughest race on yeah. earth. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. It's just a crazy time. Yeah. I, I can't wait till next year. Really. <laughs> You know, you you go out there, you go out to an event like that, you have an off-road rig. Yep. 
it's sitting at home yep. and you're just looking at thousands of these super awesome modified, you know, Jeeps and uh, trucks and buggies and rock, you know, there's all different kinds of cool stuff out there. And you're just like, man, I wish I had my truck here. I wish I had my <laughs> scout here. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I picked the, I picked the method. The 701s are now the, you know, the new ones are the 704s. Yep. Correct. Which come in platinum and matte black. Correct. Look at you. Is it platinum or, or titanium? titanium? Titanium. And, and matte black. Correct. Yeah. I always come get in... those two mixed up, titanium yep. and platinum they're so because they're so similar. But, yep. um, but the B-Grip technology is super awesome. And the reason is you can run these wheels on the road and they're going to be very similar to having a beadlock wheel yeah. without but, being a true beadlock. Yeah. So it's the still, road legal. Yep. DOT yeah. regulated. Exactly. Yeah. So I just had some notes on the new 704, um, which according to method, this is verbatim. They call the method 704, a timeless 12 window design. So basically it mirrors the, like the NV 12 window design. Hmm. Uh, it's made from a three fifty six aluminum. Um, it has an aggressive safety hump to further prevent, prevent de They say, um, reinforced inner lips, which I thought was really cool. That mm-hmm. comes from the uh, the race wheel line. Um, DeBoss Method logo, and of course, the bead grip technology, as you were talking about. So, yeah, that's a badass wheel. That's pretty <laughs> cool stuff, actually. That bead grip, for those of you that don't know, I know Josh touched on it briefly. It allows you to run much lower tire pressures, but uh, Method published some specs. They're talking up to like 40% lower tire pressures that right. you can run on that wheel. Yeah. And it's still road legal. Yeah. It's crazy. It's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're on the trail and you know you have a daily driver or yep. even just a weekend warrior and you want to be able to drive it all over and not have to worry about state troopers pulling you over, which granted there's enough simulated beadlocks <laughs> out there. <laughs> That it, it would be very difficult for them to pick and choose to pick an what an actual bead lock, bead lock out, is. Right. So with that said, it's still nice to have that extra bead grip because you want to be able to run as low as pressures as possible without the fear of having to you know pop Come the bead up, off right. the Come tire. Off, yeah. And it could become an issue because you could you know easily damage the tire, run it over with the edge of the bead when it's popped off the tire, and it, you know you, you can make a lot of junk in a quick hurry. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So exactly. you don't want to do that, and it's. Just having that peace of mind that you have that B grip on there to sure. run lower pressures and get that extra traction and, you know, done with the trail, you air up and you drive go on home. the road and you go hit the next trail. You know? Yep, exactly. Or go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just a last little thing on those. So those are available in three sizes. It's a 15 by 7, 16 by 8, or 17 by 8 and a half, and that's all they come in. Mm-hmm. So And then again in that titanium and matte black finish. Yeah. So. And the 17 by 8 and a half should have the negative 12 millimeter offset as I think well. so, yep. Yeah. Yep. But that's as much offset as they go. Correct. Yep. Yep. So yeah, that's the method 704. Um, last little bit we have here is an ask us anything. Um, so basically what I do is I pull the YouTube community before, um, before we record and I'll say, Hey, if you could ask us anything, what would it be and why? Uh, so this week's question comes from Andrew Schmitz, excuse me. Andrew Schmitz wants to know, I see you picked an easy last name this time. Yeah. The last time it was not so easy, (laughs) but Andrew wants to know what's your favorite thing about living in Wisconsin? Which I thought was a super cool uh, question, especially um, considering that today's high temperature is a balmy five degrees above Fahrenheit. Oh, we got above zero. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, got out in the car this morning. It was negative four. Yeah, it was not fun. Yeah, and that's without the wind. So So what's your favorite thing about living in Wisconsin? It's a great question Uh, because, you know, you think about Wisconsin, there's a lot of different things that you think about. You got Packers, you got cheese, cheese curds, cold weather, beer. (laughs) 
that's a good yeah beer yeah no it's not my, <laughs> it's not my favorite thing but correct yeah you know the thing i really like about wisconsin is you do have the really differentiated four seasons yes and what i mean differentiated is you get you get cold you know horrible winter sometimes at yeah. times you get a lot of snow um and i love snow wheeling so that's Probably. Snow wheeling, not snowmobiling. There's yeah. a difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Taking the rigs, going yep. off-roading in the snow is super awesome. The scenery is just beautiful. Being out in the woods on a, on a you know, nice winter day is just yep. undescribable. You got to be there. Um, but then you get, you know, spring is, you know, the warming up of the, the temperatures and that feeling of summer's coming. And that's yep. an excitement of, you know, we're going to have nice weather soon. And then you have summer, which can be um, you know, it can get pretty hot here. You know, we've had hundred degree days and yeah, very humid, humid and, sometimes. Yeah. 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 But you know, you get to enjoy the, the quite opposite of winter. You get to go to the beach and, you know, hang out and, Correct. um, you know, enjoy the nice summer days as well. And then you have fall, which is hunting season. Um, it's not fall, it's hunting season. Yep. 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 Harvest time. Harvest yep. time. I'm, I'm a farm kid. So harvest yep. time for me. Har- yep. Yep. Harvest time. And, and sometimes you do the the two at the same time. Correct. Yep. I, I'd <laughs> be lying the, if I said the I had the shotgun in the tractor in the uh, in uh-huh. the combine at one yeah. point. So so yeah, you, you definitely get that variety of different seasons, which is pretty cool, and it makes off roading pretty fun because you do have those different climates, you know, different it, challenges. It, it, yep, it proposes different challenges depending yep. on what season it is. Yeah, so I cool. think that's pretty cool. That's probably one of my favorite part. The other thing is the people are are pretty cool. Wisconsin people are are pretty. Uh, Midwestern nice. Yep, Midwestern nice. Yeah, <laughs> yep. everybody's like, oh, you want me to get the door for you? And you're like 10 feet away. Oh, yeah, I'll be right there. Yep, yeah, I'll yeah. be right there. <laughs> yep. All those different things. Yep. So, yeah. For me, I think it's going to be, I love the scenery here mm. because there's so much variety. You know, you go, you go southern Wisconsin on the east side, and there's like a lot of metro and city and kind of the Milwaukee in that area. And then... You get towards the center of the state, and it's very plainsy and flat, and not a lot going on. And then southwestern Wisconsin is very, very hilly. You know, Platteville area is very, yeah. very hilly and up and down. And then you go north, and you have you have state forests and woods and trees. And then you get up by the Great Lakes, and it's I mean, in the summertime, it's it's comparable to being next to an ocean almost. You know, so it's yeah. just it's there's so much variety here. And the scenery here is just so beautiful, regardless yeah. of the season. Right. So, yeah. And with that said, too, the lakes. Yeah. Like, oh, having no, Lake Michigan, awesome. even just this last weekend, my wife and I were, you know, we stayed at a little, it was a lighthouse inn. Um, oh, I saw that. Right, yeah. Right on the water. Yep. In fact, Friday night we had the water, the waves, um, just barreling down and hitting the windows really? of the hotel room. <laughs> and it was like, wow, this is awesome. Wake up the next morning and the ice shoves are 100 yards out. Like really? the water's not even a hundred yards close. So it built up that much ice just even overnight. Wow. So that was pretty cool. But the Great Lakes, I mean, we love traveling up to Door County and, um, you know, Lake Superior's on the north part of Wisconsin too. So there's a lot of, lot of, a lot of activities, a lot of sports that way too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. Let's wrap it up. Uh, there's another episode of Lifted Logic. Um, Thanks again, Josh, for, for joining us today. You yeah. know, I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to. to I appreciate stop. you having me on as a guest. <laughs> um, if you guys want to learn more about uh, Trailbuilt, you can check them out on YouTube or Facebook uh, at Trailbuilt Offroad or TrailbuiltOffroad.com. I will also put a link down in the description there so you guys can just click right through that. Um, yeah, appreciate that. So they that. can kind of check out what you guys got going on. Uh, if you like what you heard today, be sure to click the little thumbs up button and subscribe so we can keep making banging content like this. Um, if you have an idea who you want us to interview next, uh, let us know down in the comments below. And with that, we'll see you next time. All right. Thank you again.